Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike, and that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week, we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never, ever miss a week. We, we never go more than seven days without talking. Yeah. That's pretty much true, though, right? Yeah, but if it's not a show day, everyone should know Mike Lawson is so mean to me on the phone. Yes, I Mike, no. admit you were kind of in a shitty mood no. yesterday when we called you. No, you I mean, I eventually just had to say, "Okay, you're right," but you were not right. No, I was right. Here's okay. what happened. I I was talking about the same thing with the game night guys thing. No. Oh, what are you talking oh, I'm about? I'm talking about something else. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm talking about? about you were saying um, that your friends are psychics, remember? <laughs> oh, did, okay. <laughs> and I just explained a logical reason I that that could happen. And I, then you just was like, no. No, I want to reiterate. I want to reiterate what I said. I said, they <laughs> so weren't, no, so not they're, they're not psychics. What I said is the friends who I'm closest to were on the same wavelength. So that they yeah. know when to call me. So like Carlo, Adam Vaught, Sweet Michael, uh, among a couple others too. They're really good at like, I don't know how it, and I, I don't think they're psychic. I just think that there's a something in the universe that sends them a signal that says, call Joe and it's the right time because we're on the same wavelength. Whereas people like Lori Roggenkamp, she calls me at the worst possible time, every single time. It's like, uh, my house is on fire while my dad's having a heart attack and my mom's choking to death. That's when I hear the, the, cause you know, my, my uh, ringtone for Lori is the little rascals theme. Mm-hmm. So then my phone will go, do, 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 do. And I'm like, ah. So that's what I was talking about. What were you talking about? And so I just was saying that you also could be more, receptive to sort of receiving calls from those friends that you say have psychic wavelengths with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that you're more receptive to kind of receiving those calls. So like, you know, shortly after your grandparents' death, mm-hmm. for example, you were oh. saying like somebody called you. Yeah, like maybe right. if Adam Falk called you, you would take it and feel yeah. good about that conversation. Whereas maybe somebody who I guess has a different wavelength, whatever that means. But I wouldn't say splitting maybe. the difference. But what I would say yeah. is maybe I'm open emotionally, and the universe says, "Oh, Joe's open. Let me send a message to yeah. Carlo." My wavelength fits in here. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the universe sees, "Oh, Joe, you're trying to set up a bed. Let me have Lori call you right now." Anyway. 
Um, um, hey, the, how are you? By the way, and I think you'll appreciate this, even though John Paul made fun of me. Is yesterday I just clocked it. Uh, it's very hot here. It's going to be 110 degrees, Mike Lawson. 110 degrees. Yeah. But as we do say here in California, it is a dry heat. The, 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 at the high, at 110 degrees, it's 16% humidity, which is nothing. But also, like, the sun goes down and it goes away. Yeah. Like, th- this is not, you know, it's not DC uh, seven something. days of 100 yeah. degrees, like, seven solid days of yeah. over 100 degrees temperatures. Today and tomorrow. But anyway, so I was locked up, and yesterday it was evening or whatever, and I was in my adjustable bed doing crossword puzzles and listening to classical music, <laughs> and I texted John Paul, and I said, I know, I know what this sounds like, but I couldn't be happier right now doing crossword puzzles in my adjustable bed while listening to classical music, and he just responded with a gif of Sophia from the Golden Girls. <laughs> And I embrace I, it. I could see you like doing like um, a ship in a bottle mm-hmm. or like some sort of hobby as well mm-hmm. that requires like readers, some glasses you kind of wear well, around a chain yeah. around your neck. Last week I was doing genealogical research. Yeah, I I'm telling you, I live for it, Mike Lawson. I hear for it. Maybe. Yeah, I a crocheting. Uh, I'm gonna start whittling. I'm, any any I'm make a corn cob pipe. Anything that requires just like. Silence. I think when your job is just talking, yeah, you just appreciate silence and not talking. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> you know, I'm okay. You know, one day at a time. <laughs> well, I want to get to this. I called Mike Lawson. We, we, we usually talk on Thursdays, and I said, "Hey, we have catching up. Do you do you want to talk? Do you want to have a conversation? Do you want to wait till thir- Saturday?" And he goes, "We well, can wait." Yeah. I mean, it's just like a do nothing sort of week. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, work stuff, which is really uneventful and unexciting. Yeah. Um, at least, but I have it, you know, I have mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, what about any news with uh, Rishi? Yeah. Well, I was going to tell you, so his birthday was like a month ago, right? Yeah. And I think we talked about it. Um, at least you and I talked about it. I'm not sure if we recorded that conversation or not, mm-hmm. but we, I, for his birthday, I bought him a Google home, like okay. a, you know, like yeah. a little speaker. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, I mean, he never expressed it, expressed a desire to have one of these, but I think like maybe sometimes that's what a good birthday present is. Like just something yeah. you didn't want, but like, let's see how I can play with this thing that I would mm-hmm. never have bought myself. Yeah, or exactly. Maybe. Maybe and it, like I have found a lot of use using mine. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy it, and so I could kind of like show him some of the stuff that I have done on it. And sure, I thought that would be fun. Mm-hmm. So I gave it to him, Joey. It is still sitting on a shelf in the box. Like he hasn't even unwrapped the plastic around it. Lawson, let me tell you something. I wonder. It's been a month. I wonder if it's a Google Home thing. I'll tell you why. Now I don't know what your reasons are for Google Home over Alexa. Yeah, well, it's because it's the one I have. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. That's why. So cause I have like four Alexas, okay? Yeah. And, but uh, there was some sort of Spotify deal where I saw it on Kinja Deal or something where they're like, if current and new subscribers of Spotify, I'm going to tell you this is over a year ago, current and new subscribers of Spotify, 
you are entitled to a free Google Home. All you gotta do is message them. Like, fill out this form. Like, what's well, free? Right? So I filled it out and I got one. Mike Lawson, I'm gonna say it sat on my desk collecting dust for about 10 months. And I would say about a month ago, I was like, you know what? I'll put it in my bathroom. Yeah. So it's down in my bathroom. I wonder if it's a Google. Why do you think he hasn't done it? Well, he's told me kind oh. of that he, <laughs> well, he's sort of afraid of being listened to. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a real fear. I do understand it. He, he says he speaks to himself a lot when he's mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. And he, doesn't want that to be heard by, by anything whom? or anyone. I don't know. I think he kind of just thinks that he's going to start seeing like ads for stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's expressed to me before it, that he sort of like gets into these like negative sort of, this is a lot of his, his stories, but like it gets into, he gets into like some negative headspace about like his body image size whatever i can relate and then he starts seeing more ads on like instagram for like uh intermittent fasting or Mm -hmm. like diet sort of like exercise regimens or like in it he feels that there's some sort of connection between it and he can't figure it out so he maybe is afraid that this would just kind of further the paranoia like maybe he does recognize that it is kind of paranoia right but mm-hmm. i don't know what do you think about this i have a, a bunch <laughs> maybe of thoughts. give him a really awful gift <laughs> i have a bunch of thoughts one i know people who are into like privacy and security and stuff like that they're like when i say like go ahead and listen what are you gonna hear they, they get like really upset about that because they feel like you are slowly giving away your rights. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there's an argument about it, but I still feel that way. What are the Lawson? I told you I was doing crossword puzzles in my adjustable bed, listening to classical music. What the fuck are they going to hear? The worst thing they might hear is what did I beat? Oh, I beat off to an old Sean Wayne, Sean Wade, 2004 uh, video. Uh, I guess they're going to hear that. Okay. Right. That's on you. Why are you listening to that? Right. Sure. Um, I have no plans to overthrow the government. I don't say anything. I don't uh, talk about all the crimes I'm committing all the time. I commit no crimes. I consume consume all media I consume is done like through the internet. So like Mm -hmm. whether as somebody hears what I'm listening to or not, they know what I'm like watching. And, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They got all that data. And that's, and that's what I was going to go to next. I've seen this meme about how, you know, you have a lot of people who are like, are afraid of the government collecting your data. I'm like, um, you've already willingly given it up to Facebook, Instagram, you know, Snapchat, uh, LinkedIn, Yahoo, internet, Google. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has, they have, if they really, if the government really wants your information, they already have everything you need. The other thing is, look, they're 100% listening. I am constantly telling Adam Vaught, I don't know why Adam Vaught specifically, every time uh, I just say something and then an ad pops up for it on my Instagram, it is creepy. And I realize no matter how much uh, Apple and Verizon and Facebook deny this, 
they are 100% listening to what I'm saying and using it for ads. 100%. There was one time it's actually involved Lori Roggenkamp. One time Lori called me. Okay. I had to do star was going, was trying to visit her, but there was something going on where like star car broke down or there's bad traffic or couldn't make it. Or, oh, Lori was in San Diego and so I was going to go meet her, but the traffic was, it was something like that. And they were trying to figure out the logistics of how to make that happen. And I said on the phone, I didn't type it. I didn't Google it. I just suggested to Lori on the phone Star should take Amtrak to San Diego. There's a, a train that runs from Union Station, Star lives by downtown Los Angeles, to San Diego. And Lori goes, oh, that's a good idea. Whatever. Hang up the phone. That same day, I'm on this Instagram, and I've never seen this before or after. I see an ad for Amtrak. I didn't Google it. I didn't do anything. I just told Lori this on the phone. This is that's just one story. I remember, it happens all the time. I tell Adava all the time. Thank you. <laughs> so it's already too late, Rishi. They're already listening to you. Yeah. So I ended up getting him another gift. That oh, you did <clears throat> should be arriving. Yeah, I just got like a an Alexa a cute, like blanket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got him a teddy bear that has like one weird eye yeah. that just kind of like makes these zoom in and zoom out noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got him like a cute little blanket um, that was that fits his like kind of house style and stuff. It'll be good. You know, you just reminded me. I was reading this article about. Strangely, the article was about um, gay open relationships. But I don't know how they made this transition into, I guess there was this film from 2007, which, this is a fucking sad state of affairs, because it's a serious film, it's an art film, okay, where this artist took um, from Ohio this police surveillance footage of uh, that they used to arrest gay men. They found uh, like a spot where a lot of gay men were having sex, and they set up a camera and filmed the men in the act of having gay sex and cruising. And then they used it to like arrest them or do whatever. Yeah. And he turned it into a film called tea house. Okay. Okay. And I was like, Oh, I want us cause in the article, the, the author mentions that if you watch this, it's not titillating. It's actually quite sad because it's men who are desperate for physical interaction with other men. And that when you watch them have sex, it's completely devoid of passion or emotion. It's just a thing they're doing because they have to do it, right? So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm curious. I want to see this, you know? I could not find it anywhere, I, but I did find it. it just because I was like, I bet you it's here on Pornhub. Wait, so which was it? <laughs> which one? What do you mean, what was it? You said I couldn't find it anywhere, and then I found it. Oh, I couldn't find it anywhere in traditional sources. <laughs> I found it on yeah. Pornhub. Pornhub, could, really? Yeah, it's on Pornhub. It's called, it's either called Tea Room or Tea, I think it's called Tea Room now that I think about it. It's called I don't want to see this. Don't yeah, see it then. I don't want to see this. Um, but I watched it. Uh, it's an hour long. It's, it's silent. It's completely silent. And is this your pop culture happy hour? No, no, this is not my pop culture happy hour recommendation. <laughs> uh, it, uh, no, it was, and it, it is, it's true. It's, uh, uh, it, it's, it's sad. It's sad that they had yeah. to live in this time 
where they were just so desperate and it's just sad. It's just really, really sad. Anyway, just uh, the video exists too is sad. Like all of it is just sad. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so if you want to see a serious piece of like social justice art, go to Pornhub and look up the movie tea room <laughs> from 2007. Good. Uh, but anyway, cause they, they, they showed, they show in the video that the police set up the camera in this like extra room that had a pinhole and they could film it through. So you remind me of the Teddy Ruxpin with the, the glass eye. Oh, yeah. Even though you didn't say it was Teddy Ruxpin. Did you have a Teddy I Ruxpin? Wanna... No, I always wanted one. Though. I always wanted like, one too. Kids in the neighborhood had them, but I yeah. didn't. So I yeah. like I played with them, but never had one myself. Yeah, I wish I would have had one. I feel too. like they were expensive, weren't they? I think they were expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, quick. I did up. have a Cabbage Patch Kid doll, though. I never had one of those either. Mm-mm, no, but I had He Man. Oh yeah, and He-Man, I used to collect I the garbage pail kids. That's the uh, like you know, Sc- oh, yeah. Scotty Potty and Jason Basin and all that. My mom hated garbage pail. She also hated Skeletor. She thought it oh, was really? like of the devil. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. Um, How are you? What's going on with you? Well, update from the last episode of Throwing Down. The episode of Throwing Down, I, t- I talked about how uh, I had sent a, a, a picture of my erect penis and my underwear yeah. to Aiden, but that Michael wanted to see it. Sweet Michael. And I pretended like uh, I didn't know where it was, right? But I talked to Aiden about it, and I actually I wanted to bring it up today to you because I wanted to hear your advice here. I talked to Aiden about it. And he was like, "I don't care if you show it to him, especially because like if you saw the picture, it was really just like it's not a big, it's a big nothing, right?" Yeah. Remind me though, were you in underwear? You said, yeah. Or was it underwear? Like, okay, yeah, so underwear. there's no. Actual addiction. No, 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 no. Just gotcha. my, just my hard bulge in underwear. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I, so next conversation with Michael, it comes up again. And I, I go, oh, you can see it. I, you know, I found it. So I sent it to him, and because the reason I wanted to talk to Michael about it, I want to talk to you about it is, and I'm saying this because I'm not in like you, Mike. I'm not embarrassed. I am literally. The definition of average. If they wanted to have the average American penis, they should take a picture of mine. Six inches, average girth, whatever, right? Yeah. But through the uh, magic of cameras and angles, it looks... Trick shots. Yeah, looks more impressive, right? So I even said to Michael, Michael's like, whoa! (laughs) But I told him, I go, this is not real, right? Yeah, fisheye lens. Yeah, (laughs) Someone else's penis. So, um, <laughs> you use the panoramic thing, but you just like keep moving across yeah. the room. Like, wow, you have a 12 foot penis. I'm like, uh huh. Anyway, and it does weird curves at soft spots. Anyway, um, but my question to you is do I tell this to Aiden or do I just let him? I don't think, it, 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 look, if you think about it, even in, in real life situations, I mean, if you think about it, there's not really a big difference between, like, in, 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 in terms of the world, six inches and eight inches. You know, do you think a person can tell that? Or what, what are your thoughts? Should I tell Aiden and say, like, hey, listen, this is more impressive than it looks, or should I just let him? I I mean, he knows that it's – he knows okay. that that's the best shot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He he knows you round up. Yeah. 
I don't think you have to tell me round up. I mean, yeah. send more. Yeah. And then, you know. I've sent more. I've sent more. Kind of, he can average it out in his head. <laughs> yeah, I've sent more. I also don't think he, he cares. He's already said he doesn't care. He actually even said that, you know, he finds actually small penises attractive. So I'm like, all right, well, I win. You know, but that's actually not my main story. My main story here is. Um, Do you the- know, they have these, um real quick, at yeah, the pier, ahead. they have these like, um where they cut the fish. It's just like a ruler on mm-hmm. the like metal. Just go there and take a picture next to that. Correct. Oh, I see what you're saying. But you think, what do you mean to cut the fish? Well, it's like they have these like fish cutting station and they have the rulers on there so that you know the length of the fish. Because mm-hmm. I guess there's like some sort of regulation about fish size. Okay. Right? <laughs> I really think so. But they have. I really don't know why. So I you slip you it in. So you it. slip it into this thing, and it measures it on the in the because in this sheath, so to speak. No, it's just um on the kind of metal counter where you're going to cut the guts out. There's oh. like a ruler etched into it, so you could kind of tell the length mm-hmm. of the fish, right there. Oh, interesting. When you're holding it down, and I just thought that would be a good place to take a picture for Aiden next to. That. <laughs> well, look. But if you hear the thing what I'm getting to ultimately too, I just answered my own question is a person who doesn't care about size isn't going to care. I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't care. I don't, I don't love dick pics either, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. I know he wants, he wants me to, what he wants me to do is do a full body shot in a full length mirror. And, uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Finally, I relented. I didn't send it though. And I took one and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm sending this. Well, let me tell you what I think might be a good idea. Oh, go ahead. I'm just learning this Mm -hmm. is when you, when you're feeling it, take them, but Mm -hmm. you don't send that. You don't have to send them right then. Just take like a bunch. Yeah. And then you have them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is that common knowledge? I'm really learning about all of this. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's really disturbing having to watch myself. You know, it's just, it's awful. Anyway, uh, but I will say he's very appreciative. He loves them. Anything Good. I sent him, but like, I hate it. Anyway. Uh, so the well, other, I mean, like, yeah. that seems like a healthy sexual connection. Yeah. So good. The other day, um, I, I was I was home. Where else do I go? And I got a a series. A, Evil John, when he sends you a text message, he just doesn't send one. He goes, "It's like it's like a barrage of text messages." Yeah, okay? I have that bad habit too. Oh no, I do it too because I use it as punctuation, which That's I have insane. to stop. I have to stop doing that. Yeah. So like sentence, it's like a telegram. You know, where it's like <laughs> going to the mall. Stop. Do you need anything? Stop. And I got to I just got to write the big block of text of just one text. I got to learn to be better at that. But but what I'm saying is is his even surpasses me and you. I'm talking that they are like long, yeah. like like a, a coke addict talking, right? Yeah, yeah. And they they jump into the conversation as if you guys have been having a conversation. So, uh, I get this text message and it starts the conversation as if he and I have been talking about this for, and I, this is the first time I've heard from him in a month, right? And literally it just starts like this. It goes, 
John and I have a friend named David Horowitz. He does this thing where it's really annoying, where he invites people to things and he knows he can't go because then he wants the credit for inviting them. Okay. And, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so then he launches into this multi... Like I'm trap. Talking, I know. This multi... I mean, it's pages and pages and pages of text. But I'm condensing it down for you. Where... Even, where he John Paul, I guess I found out Evil John loves to camp, loves camping, tent, uh, you know, campfire. You like camping too, right? Yeah. He loves it. Yeah, loves it more than anything. And he told me he was so excited because just as a surprise, John Paul had scheduled them uh, for last weekend. Actually, it was supposed to be for last weekend to go camping. Um. Nice. And he was really excited, and he was, and then it these fires down. happened. Yeah, you know, and so John Paul had to cancel the camping trip, and Evil John was very upset. And so the sure. reason he told me this friend about their friend David Horowitz is he feels that John Paul Horowitzed him, that John Paul knew that it's what? August, and that it, there's a high likelihood of forest fires. And so intentionally Whoa. planned this trip around the time. Question. Yeah. When did John Paul kind of like schedule all of this? Was it like a few days earlier or was it like weeks earlier? I think it was weeks earlier because he even said, he, I asked him, I said, do you, I, I asked these questions. And he was like, well, no, the fires weren't going on, but I think he knew that there probably would be a fire. And that's why he booked it. That way he wouldn't have to go, but then he'd get the credit for trying. Some people are just miserable and want to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're, like, really happy when they have something to just kind of, like, be miserable about. I'm I'm guilty of that sometimes. So he wanted me – he wanted me to um, text John Paul. Nope. And say <laughs> – uh, I uh, I heard you Horowitz John, and in that way that would embarrass John Paul because like, he wants you to do it kind of like as a poke in the ribs, mm-hmm. kind of like funny, right? He thought it would be hilarious. I didn't think it'd be hilarious, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, goes, yeah. so will you do but it? I mean, like he's not like saying like hurt hurt John Paul. He's kind of just saying like. Well, I help think me, I help think he give him a hard time. I think he's selling it to me as giving him a hard time, but he's using it as an argument to shame John Paul. That's my thinking. Sure. So he okay. goes, "Will you do it?" I go, "Yeah, I'll do it." And I hang up the oh, phone. You're, you're going to play along. I hang up the phone, and then I immediately call John Paul. I go, "Your boyfriend's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> I go. He just told me this whole story out of nowhere. About yeah. uh, David Horowitz, and I tell him the whole, I tell him everything's going down. I go, I'm not going to yeah. do that. I go, I just wanted to let you know I'm supposed to do this. I go, just tell him I did it. He goes, okay, and he was laughing. He yeah. goes, he's so crazy. And I go, I know, I know, but uh, I thought this was just the easiest thing to do. And he goes, okay, that was it. So I, John Paul is like, he's so crazy, da da da, and that's why I love him. Is that kind of what's a plot? like? I think he the implication this, is right? there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same thing with Sweet Michael. Noah's crazy in the same way that Evil John is. And I think, you know, a year or two ago, uh, and I probably did it on this show, I was like, why are these people with 
this horrible human being, right? Yeah. And I've just come to the realization that they just love, they just love this person, and there's no way to explain it, nor is it my job to understand it. Uh, yeah. and so they just love that person. Sweet Michael loves Noah and John Paul. I mean, John Paul's been with uh, with Evil John for twenty years. Oh, did I tell you about the the picture he sent me? Uh, when he was younger? Yeah. You sent I, it to me, yeah. But I think in private, so I'll just say it on the show. Oh. John Paul sent me a picture <laughs> of Evil John. I forgot he, we were doing a show. Yeah. <laughs> John Paul sent me that a couple weeks ago, a picture of Evil John when he was like, I don't know, 22 it looks like, right? Like early 20s. Yeah. Early to mid 20s. And it, it was a very weird emotion I felt because I agreed, like, Looking at this picture, the hubba, per- hubba. yeah, in the person in the picture, I was like, hubba hubba, right? Yeah, good good point, right? But because I know Evil John, yeah, I felt zero. It it was completely negated by everything I know about Evil John. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way about some actors sometimes when I see younger photos of them, and not mm-hmm. even like, oh, they're. It's like it's hard to disconnect from what I know they kind of become, you Mm -hmm. know, whether Mm -hmm. it's their character or if it's their actual physical. I don't know. It's hard for me to forget their older version, Mm -hmm. you know? No, you're right. It's weird. Like, especially, you know, it's always really weird for me. Like when I see politicians, like usually we don't get to know a politician until they're a lot older. Yeah. And then you see like, oh, wow, that person was hot when he was young. When they were in their like to work days yeah they're like rolled up sleeves and their loose tie yeah like whoa hey daddy uh yeah uh so uh yeah so anyway evil john we hardly knew you he's not dead but well you know this weekend actually i saw john paul last weekend we had a socially distance he came to my uh parents house and i was in the hot tub because my sciatica was bothering me because i'm an old person and he sat like 20 feet away with a mask on and over his uh, eyes yeah over everything <laughs> and uh and we were and, and I, he told me oh this that this weekend uh they're going um they were going to big sur so i go oh so evil john got his way he must be so happy yeah. and he goes no he's not happy and i said why and he goes because we're glamping we're not camping oh yeah i was gonna kind of say like the place doesn't have a, um, or it has too many uh, glass tubs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mister Glass Tub needs to rough it. Um, I didn't think about it. that. Really I get good that point. Though. I mean, glamping is not kind of the same. Like, you kind of want to have like the the food, bad food experience, the sleep in a tent experience. I do. Oh, I, I don't. It. I I understand the difference. Oh, I'm all um, for the glamping. I would. I mean, I wouldn't be like throwing a fit and stomping my feet about it, though. Yeah, John but, Paul got some fancy yurt. Yeah, I and mean, then, I'd be very happy with that experience too. Yeah, but again, John Paul, this is so weird. He drove his Tesla up to this yurt in Big Sur, and he had to plan out all the different charging stations. <laughs> and I was like, "What is this? Stay yeah, that's home. Weird. Get a hotel. Rent a movie." Yeah. yeah. 
I'm sure they have hotels in Big Sur. You know, when I went to Joshua Tree with with uh, Scamron, uh, at the very base of Joshua Tree, the road where you lead going to go there's a Holiday Inn. I would have loved to just stay in the Holiday Inn and then every day just drive into Joshua Tree. Yeah. Thank you. Shower. Shower. Sleep in a bed. Not have a panic attack. Not have a panic attack. Ugh, it's so funny when I, I actually, I was talking to, uh, uh, Sirius XM radio host and, uh, well, he's not host of one on one with Larry Flick anymore, but former host of one on one with Larry Flick, uh, Larry Flick yesterday. And I told him, I said, you were such a genius. I said, cause I remember years ago, this is after Cameron, I broke up, but remember Cameron called me about around the time of the election. And uh, I was so nervous. We had planned a time to talk. And I remember that's when Taylor gave me the whole, like, it sounds the way my drug addict patients talk about drugs. And I remember Larry Flick telling me, like, Queen, I've been where you are. And you're all heartbroken. And you think this is different. But you just give it a few years. And you're going to be like, what the fuck was I thinking? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is special. This is a different. He was so right, Mike Lawson. Now I'm like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? And especially not even like, and I'm not saying Aiden's the one or anything like that, but just, and I was thinking about this morning too, like the fact that I had to like negotiate physical contact with Cameron when we were together, negotiate it. And then I have somebody, and I'm not saying he's the one and only, but a person who wants to have physical contact does that make sense like that's mm-hmm. part of what a relationship is if you have to negotiate it get out run but i didn't see that at the time we get blinded by love lawson now i'm like ugh. larry flick and so you can benefit from oh my phone's in the other room so never mind i'll send it to you later larry flick wanted to see a side-by-side of what he looks like now and then so i sent it to him and he was like oh of Cameron. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'll send it to you. Uh, anyway, we, well, we're trying a new segment out, Mike Lawson, because we don't long, we, we have, I don't know if anyone's noticed, we haven't done news in a very long time. You know? Fuck the news. Yeah. <laughs> so I was telling Lawson, I had thought of, not, I hadn't thought of this idea. I had wanted to steal this idea years ago when we first started catching up, where pop culture happy hour, is that podcast even still around? Yeah, I think so. Same hosts and everything? I think some come and go, but I feel like the Linda Holmes lady still does it. I don't to be honest, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I'm what about Glenn? Remember that annoying up. Glenn Walden? Anyway. I feel like yeah. But you they, they kind of they kind of sat on a nerve for me. Yeah, me too. It, everybody I know has the same experience with that podcast. You hear it? And then you go, this is a great podcast. And then you spend about four to six weeks with it. And you're like, I can't, I have to, I can never listen yeah. to the show again. You know? Oh, wait, they always shit on everything? <laughs> oh, wait, they always act like they're better than me? <laughs> yeah. Especially Glenn Walden with the way he talks with the like, uh, and it's always about weird things too. Like, uh, well, anyway, it's actually a good example of what I was talking about. They do a segment at the end of the show called What's Making Me Happy, I think it was called. Sure. Where they give the piece of pop culture from that week that's making them happy. And I thought we would take a page from that. Dude, I think it's interesting. It's a little bit more upbeat than 
you know, you know what? You know, I actually have a perfect way to say goodbye to the new segment. Actually, you want to hear it? Yeah. Um, listener Sophie has been working on some stuff for me, and I actually asked her to make a compilation of other things. But as a bonus, I didn't even ask for this. Oh, I don't have to sit down. I was sitting down. I'm like, oh wait a minute, I have a standing desk. Um, as a as a way to say goodbye. I didn't even ask for this. She made this, Mike Lawson. Do you remember when we used to do news stories? We did a thing where um, we would each bring two news stories. And the other got to choose which news story we would do. Yeah, we did that. We would – that would come and go. We yeah. would do it from yeah, time yeah, to yeah. time. Yeah. And I brought a, a story about a clown. And I still to this day don't know if you knew what was going on, but you never chose it. And what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she did a supercut of those stories, and uh, it's, it's 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 a it's a kind of a three and a half minute clip, but uh, it went really fast for me. But uh, here we go. This is our goodbye to the news segment. Here we go. Uh, tell me your two news stories, and I'll pick one. Okay, Mike. Mike Lawson, a K-pop group was mistaken for prostitutes held at LAX. Rep say. Okay. Or. Clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. Oh, God. Do I want sexual assault by a clown or Mm -hmm. K-pop mistaken? I'm going to go K-pop mistaken for prostitute. Okay, very good. Paramount PAs had to poop in cars, suit claims. Or, and I want you to listen to this one closely. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Clown charged. With sexually assaulting two young girls. So let me run this by you again. Paramount PAs had to What's poop in cars. Uh, production assistant. Oh. Had to, oh. Had, like on movie sets. Got had it. to poop in cars, suit claims. Or a clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. I'm going to go with the poop. A 400-pound bearded woman stabbed man, police say. Ooh. Or clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. The garbage truck boy sounds really interesting. Well, no, listen to this one first, though. Okay. Listen to this other one, because you've heard that one, and I accidentally kind of read it. But listen to this one. Clown charged with sexually assaulting two... Young girls. So let's let's run through this. Okay. Okay. Rescuers dug through a garbage truck for a boy thought to be inside. Yeah. And a clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. Mike I'm Lawson. I'm so curious if they found the boy, so I'm going to actually go with the garbage truck and boy. Okay. It's your choice. Mike, food writers fooled by gourmet meal made with McDonald's ingredients. Next story. Clown. Charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. So let me repeat that because I I stumbled there a little bit. I think I got like a, a frog in my throat. Food writers, story number one, food writers fooled by gourmet meal made with McDonald's ingredients, or story number two, clown charged 
was sexually assaulting two young girls. I'm going to go with McDonald's. Are you sure? Because they yeah. both involve clowns. Mike Lawson, Thomas Ueno captured in Cerritos after eluding officers in Newport Beach standoff. Story number one. And story number two, clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. Let me run it by you again. Clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. Let's Which go with one? the clown sexually assaulting the girls. What? The clown. Mike, the other one is an update. From the story. I picked the clown. So there you go. That's our goodbye to the new story segment. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie, for doing that. I, I, for some reason, I remember it going much longer than that, too. Maybe it didn't, but. We sound so young. I know. <laughs> and, and so full of life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you would date us. <laughs> Easy joke. Hey, uh, speaking of easy jokes, Joey, yeah. how are, are we good on time? What are we? What I don't are we doing? know. I don't know. But what's your pop culture? Let me see. Look. Oh yeah. Um. So here's a weird one. Okay. Mm-hmm, sure. Um. This is for when you're in the mood to kind of have music on, but maybe want something okay. sort of visual as well, because this is a a band ensemble that I've kind of been getting into called Tuba Skinny. Have you heard is it, of wait, these guys? It's Tube of Skinny. No, tuba, like the oh, brass okay. instrument, okay. T-U-B-A, yeah. skinny is in um, fat skinny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's S-K-I-N-N-Y. Yeah. So they're this like jazz ensemble with like mm-hmm. a New Orleans kind of like mm-hmm. um, connection and sound and they're really good and they basically they just busk on the street corners in New Orleans okay. and they set up kind of live streaming, but mm-hmm. you could find a lot of it on YouTube and so – I've been kind of putting it on when I'm like, like, you know, like cleaning or doing some creative work where like I want something visual, but I don't want to like follow a plot, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, cause, uh, you can't really find them at least in Apple music, which I use. I don't use Spotify, so I didn't even really try to see if any of their albums are there, but mm-hmm. whatever. Tuba skinny. That's my, um, not pop culture happy hour ripoff suggestion yeah. of the week. Yeah, well, check that out. Tuba skinny. You know, uh, I, I, I want, I have some more obscure ones like you just did too, but the one I'm going to do, the, my very first one's going to be a little on the nose just simply because if I'm being faithful to what I've been talking about, uh, all week, you know, is I cannot stop recommending this Netflix show called Love on the Spectrum. I can't stop. I can't. I can't. Stop. Have you watched this, Mike Lawson? Yeah, seen it all. Yeah. I adore this show. What's funny is when I tell people they cringe a little bit because they think people haven't seen it because they think it's like making fun of them or whatnot. And I'm like, no, it 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 doesn't. It doesn't make it. I do. I think it's very well done. What were your thoughts on it, Mike Lawson? Yeah. Uh, something I saw on Twitter. Somebody said that. If it was done by Americans, there would be like a million dollar cash prize yeah. and like <laughs> yes. jacuzzis and drinking, And making fun right? of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like it because it's not done in America at mm-hmm. least, that kind yeah. of like makes me help it helps me understand kind of like, oh, this is kind of like the British bake off. This is like the nice version of kind of 
the stuff. Like it's a real kind of documentary series that kind of looks at kind of an interesting sort of part of the lives of people that live with autism. Yeah. It's really interesting. You know really what? Interesting. Very interesting. You know what? I was actually thinking about right now, thinking about it right now when you were talking. What they actually would have done in the U.S. because they're so fucking scaredy cats is if you remember, I think it's episode four, I believe. Uh, this girl, Olivia, who reminds me of Lori Rockenkamp, goes on a date, a second date. She goes on her second date, a different guy, second guy she goes out with, is this guy who's very light on the spectrum. I, I wouldn't be surprised if many people don't realize he's, he's uh, autistic and he's very attractive. Okay. And I feel they would have only cast that guy. Does that make sense? Like people who were barely autistic. And are very attractive, and that's what they would have focused on. Where I felt that this uh, show wasn't afraid to show people in different, in, truly on the spectrum to like yeah. moderate to. I don't think they ever went to severe autism. That would be difficult, but like so maybe on the higher end of moderate to like very light, like this guy named um, I believe his name was Thomas, and uh, showed them in. in that it's not that autistic people are human beings essentially. And it wasn't afraid to show their humanity and showcase that humanity for everything that it is. And it, and you realize it's how beautiful it is actually. Like it made me understand sometimes you see people or parents who have autistic children who will say that they feel like they're the blessed ones, that they're the lucky ones. And it made me understand that. I know it's still very difficult, but it made me understand that sentiment a lot more, if that makes any sense. I cannot recommend this show highly enough. Yeah. Uh, Love on the spectrum. There's some interesting, I'm not, I'm not super deep into kind of this world at all, mm-hmm. but like some of the kind of medical Twitter people I follow, I've seen some people talking about how like the sort of like intense social awkwardness of people on the spectrum maybe is not, kind of like a it could actually just be a result of living i I don't know that maybe i'm speaking out of turn there's some interesting kind of stuff being talked about that it just fascinates me on like about all of this i don't know i don't know why i i not that i feel like i am on the spectrum but i like can really kind of relate to some of it Mm -hmm. like some of the really awkwardness Mm -hmm. of some of the social stuff like I feel it. And they, this show does just such, such a good job of like not pounding at home, just kind of like showing really awkward, awkward moments where you're like cringing because you care about these people. Um, you've kind of grown to like love some of them. But Um, yeah, you do. But you know what's actually sort of a beautiful thing about being on the spectrum that I gathered from this show? I don't know if it was 100% of the time, but more often than not, they were very, they, I felt they could take rejection and disappointment a lot better than people who aren't on the spectrum could where maybe because they're used to it or for whatever reason, like, yeah, she didn't think I was attractive. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Let's move on. What's next? You know, where are we going to dinner? And, uh, and I was like, Oh, I I kind of could learn from that. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't like, uh, anime, so we can't get married. (laughs) Yeah. That literally the part where that guy's in the restaurant and he's giving doing his interview and he's yeah. like and she goes not true that's not true I like uh, I like I like uh, anime just not as much as video games and I that was my favorite moment of the whole series 
for sure. The, my favorite uh, moment. Like I could not. Uh, I, I I was talking to my, I think I just want to put it on again. Just watch it and have it on the background. Um, I'm going to try to consume whatever or at least a like taste test of whatever you recommend. So if you recommend like a full series, of course, I'm not going to yeah. be able be able to commit to that in a week but i'm gonna at least taste test each of them yeah so. yeah I'm, I'm gonna for sure do the um uh tuba skinny see check yeah. it out when we hang up yeah there's a lot i mean there's a ton of um youtube videos from a lot of different people because people kind of they're i mean they're they stop a crowd on the side of the street you know yeah but i like that kind of stuff like that's why i'm like oh i'm, I'm kind of sad that i'm going like a really on the nose kind of recommendation because there are so many like obscure little YouTube channels that only have like a few hundred followers that I love that I can't wait to recommend. But cool. um, yeah, but we'll just do it another time. Uh, hey. Any other stories, Mike Lawson? Um, uh, do, how are, are we done on time? No, we're good. We have maybe like ten minutes. Um. Well, I was going to tell you, and some pe- people, I don't really know who listens to this anymore, but mm-hmm. some of our old Prince and Review friends maybe hear this and they maybe are involved. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So up front, like, I'm not, like, talking shit about anybody. Like, every everybody's fine. Every, everything's good. But um, a mutual friend of ours, Julie, had a birthday. Mm-hmm. And for her birthday, uh, another one of our mutual friends, Courtney set up mm-hmm. this like i forget what it's called but it's this website you go to and it you can record a three minute video right okay. and mm-hmm. say like happy birthday julie i love you i miss you i can't wait to kiss you whatever right and so you hit send and then it delivers to julie at a specific time a compilation video and it's like all cut together cute and there's like you see everyone as like a little thumbnail and then it grows big and then everyone's three minute video plays. So it's like a long video. Okay. Okay. But you can decide as a contributor, you can get, you can decide to get the video sent to you as well. So you can see the final product when Julie sees it. Yeah. So I did that and I got to see, which was cool. Cause like I saw, you know, Courtney who I haven't seen in a decade, Mm -hmm. her sister, Katie, Mm -hmm. but then like her sister's kids were on it. Uh, Katie's kids, who I, I mean, I feel like maybe I saw her pregnant, maybe, yeah, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. So I haven't, you know, just Kate, uh, our mutual friend Kate, your old mm-hmm. roommate, mm-hmm. um, Alan Polito. Yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, nice to you had the hots for Alan Polito. Oh yeah. Do you oh, still yeah, yeah, do you yeah. still have the hots for him? I mean, he's a handsome man. He's kind of he's growing into himself. Oh, um, okay, we're shady. What can um, we I th- well, I feel like kind of what was hot about him was like he was just like <laughs> just kind of just not dumb but just like reckless Awkward, you yeah. know mm-hmm. yeah 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 i don't know i i i still kind of think that he's handsome sure okay. but he um uh, what was really awkward about this video joey is as you're going through it remember people are sending three minute videos and i didn't even know not that it really matters, but I didn't know that everyone was going to be able to see my contribution. I thought just Julie would. So it kind mm-hmm. of was very personal. Uh-huh. But I mean, that's fine. But you could tell like kind of everyone was very personal, personal, mm-hmm. personal mm-hmm. and sort of like, I don't know. She She's a good woman, too. So she has all these great friends mm-hmm. that are saying all these great things. But it was awkward because everyone started saying the exact same jokes. And I'm talking like 
word for word. Like, what do you mean? Oh, you're in quarantine. I wish I could hug you, but I guess we're just going to do video. Sorry. Uh-huh. Love you. I can't wait to hit kiss you in person. We're going to celebrate birthday in person. Like the, everyone's doing the exact same lines, right? Yeah. And it's like three minutes of this for each person. And I think it's because I contributed very late. Like I sent mine in very late, but mine was like very last. So I'm listening to everyone do it. And I'm like, oh, I did that joke too. Oh, fuck. I did that exact same line too. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be awful because I did that joke too. So the Gary make a video? Awkward, uncomfortable. No, Gary wasn't on there. Oh, I don't know if he was invited. I don't really understand how Courtney found people and invited people. I, somehow my email got lost in the mail. Yeah, I think she maybe sent it <clears throat> to like your old Prince and Review oh, yeah, address or something. Did. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to tell, <laughs> tell you? Uh, I had to. T- I had to tell this story that I've literally had on a list to tell on two different throwing down episodes and two. This is my second catching up episode. So I just want to get this story off my ledger. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I went to the supermarket. Yeah, I went to the supermarket like a month ago. I went to the supermarket. (laughs) And uh, nobody was wearing a mask because we didn't know what COVID was. Yeah, we know what COVID was. We were all wearing a mask. In fact, I just spit on somebody. No, this is actually very involved in COVID. And my it was at the height of my sciatica pain, too. I was like in really just a tremendous amount of pain, which anyway, just to stand up is just literally killing me. And I don't remember what I was buying. I remember I was buying one thing that I needed for like a something I was making. So I go and I remember when I I'm sure you've had this happen to you. When I'm walking into the supermarket, uh, there's this giant woman, like seven feet tall, the you know, the giant's wife in into the woods is in front of me, and she's just lumbering in front of me, and she's and I just want to go in, get this one thing, and get the fuck out, right? And She's just like taking up all the room, all the space, going slowly. And the whole time I kept thinking, ugh, Lori, right? The lady was like 70, like Lori in, you know, 40 years, you know, 40, not four. And so finally I'm able, the, the space opens up. I can just zip around her. Okay. So I go around her. I get whatever I needed to get. I don't remember what it was. Lube. Lube and uh, poppers and anal beads. And uh, I uh, get it at Albertsons, which is weird. They sell that. And uh, I finally get the things that I'm getting. And, uh, you know, they do that six feet line thing where there's stickers on the floor that tell you where to stand. Yeah. So I, it's like the person paying, then a person, be, you know, six feet behind that person, a woman, and then me. Right? Yeah. But the woman who's in front of me, between me and the catcher's lady, she can't decide. And I'm, she's like in between stickers and she's looking around yeah. and she's confused. And I'm like, come on, lady, come on, make a decision. All right. Yeah. Finally, pay attention, she, Betty. Yeah, pay attention, Betty. And then finally, <laughs> somebody opened up a register and says, I can take you on number two. Right. And she goes, okay. And she goes, she zips over there. So I move up to the next sticker. Now I'm next in line. And I realize, oh, this is why she was Lori, the, the Lori lady. Yeah. Is in front of me and she she's only buying like four things, but every single thing is there's a thing about it, you know? And yeah. she's like, mm, how much are those avocados a pound? 
And then the woman's like, "There, well, it's you know, it's two pounds." Um, hmm. and thinking, I'm like, "Oh, this, oh, I'm gonna kill myself right now, right?" And how then, much would it be if it was just that one? Yeah, no, yes, that, yeah, that whole thing. Okay, well, what if I take out the Danish and all that, right? Yeah, and then he's living on a budget, though, Joey. Okay, so then that's sad. I turn around. No, no, hold on for a second before you start feeling sorry for her. I turn around again to go like to look at the line. Go, oh my god, this whole line must be hating her. I turn around. There is some man. I turn around. He's like inches from my face, oh, in no. line, and yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like right. And so then I'm like, well, "I'm not. Believe it or not, I'm not a dicky person in real life." So I'm yeah. trying to think of um, how to tell him politely to get the fuck away from me, and that there's six yeah. feet for a reason. So I think what I settled on was I think I said something along the lines of like, oh, you know, um, I think those stickers are where you're supposed to stand. And he was like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then he went and stood on the sticker, right? Yeah, yeah. So then I turned back around and the cash register lady is at the front of the supermarket now. And she's like, these right here? And she's like, no, um, no, the next one. And it takes out another pack of cigarettes and like, this one right here? Nope. The one, the the marble reds right there. Okay, and then I get, she gets them, right? So now she's picking cigarettes. Lady scans the cigarettes and she goes, uh, I'd be 20 something. What? For avocados and a, and a shrimp salad? Oh, by the way, at this point, during the cigarette <laughs> conversation, during the cigarette conversation, a man walks up, walks up, and a bald guy in like a Harley Davidson cutoff shirt. Walks up and stands next to her. And I'm like, oh, this must be your husband. He's not going to put up with this shit, right? He'll hurry this along. And then the woman has to go through and she goes, what did I buy? And she's like, and uh, two avocados and this and that. And then she goes, well, why is it $20? And she's like, well, the cigarettes are $10. Cigarettes are $10? And I'm like, oh, oh, right? And she goes, oh, well, whatever. Okay, fine. I'll buy it, right? Woman, cash register lady rings her up the woman pays gets the receipt have a nice day and the guy goes oh wait a minute i brought this beer and then he puts a 12 pack of beer in the thing and she's like oh can you run this he was standing there the entire time why didn't he so then they have to ring her up then she has to pay with the card and she doesn't know how to pay with the card because the chip won't work and i'm in pain i was so angry i called Lori and yelled at her even though she had nothing to do with this I was just yeah. mad at all giant women. And uh and I just I've been wanting to tell that story for like a month and I'm glad I did. I'm sure that's gonna go in the I'm sure Sophie's gonna be pulling that clip for the best of in a hundred yeah, episodes. I'm sure. Yeah. It's one of those times where you just have to like take it as a test of your patience and just mm-hmm. kind of breathe through it and I mean, where did you have to go? Do you know what I mean? Like rush home so you could I had to get my adjustable bed ratio. and do my do, wait, do, do another drag race show right now. Um, you know what's so funny will, is... Um, world will wait. Is uh, I didn't do Canada's drag race this year. Yeah. And because I didn't have to do it, I literally just didn't even watch it. Okay? Part of it, too, though, genuinely was because I was like, well, if I don't have to watch it, why am I going to watch it? But also, I want to binge it. I don't want to wait now a week for another episode. So they aired the finale on Friday. So then finally yesterday, I started watching it. And Mike Lawson, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I still haven't gotten over this. I've been 
recapping Drag Race for so long, I am still in some sort of like uh, Stockholm syndrome where I still feel I have like I'm still in like muscle memory, like keeping track of what everyone's doing and like paying yeah. attention and like I'm trying to find a way to like not watch like and have to talk about it. Like sure. I that's and that's very very strange to me. Um, I intentionally started playing video games while the show was on yesterday, just so I could like not go. Okay, that person, look at that shoe and what the shoe is doing. It was a whole thing. All right. Well, what are you going on for you next week, Mike Lawson? I'm gonna watch uh, Canada's Drag Race. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm gonna. Um, what am I doing? Shit. I'm uh, seeing uh, Rishi tonight oh, you are. and tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of some work stuff next week, getting into it. Mm-hmm. I wish I had more to kind of say, but I don't. But what about you? Oh, oh my goodness. So through all the next week, I have nothing going on. Good. Except Wednesday, everything's going on. I have a therapy session like 500 of my Amazon packages for some reason are being delivered on Wednesday. I have a purple mattress coming. Oh, wow. Yeah, I bought a purple mattress. That's, you know, part of my inheritance. I'm using that. Did, we th- did I talk about my inheritance in here? No. Well, next time I'll do it. Uh, and uh, purple mattress is coming. And then I'm supposed to see some friends, I think, on Wednesday night, too. Socially distanced. So cool. uh, Wednesday, everything's happening Wednesday. Wednesday's a happening day here in the Batanz. Uh, household but other than that nothing literally nothing it's, it's what happens today will happen tomorrow monday tuesday thursday friday and then we do throwing down all right we'll add some tuba skinny to it you enjoy i it. will add some tuba skinny to it thank you mike okay, nice catching up with you joey go to hell mike Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail. They never miss a week.